Fresh in Team, welcome to the Fresh and Buds podcast. I'm here as the guest, the tall Timmy, and thank you, Tommy Fresh himself, for having me on. Where are we and what are we doing, Tommy? <laughs> oh, man. The tall Timmy is here. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Uh, and, uh, you know, as always, I am Tommy Fresh and you are all my buds. And, of course, we have the legendary tall Timmy on uh, today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, 2023 20, uh, is shaping up to be quite a good year. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm hanging in. You know, it's, 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 it, you, I think, uh, I echo that sentiment that 2023 is the year, right? This, is, this has been going pretty well and, and we're going to keep climbing. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be on that, on that train with uh, folks like you. You know, you, as, as, uh, anyone would know that is, uh, in the flesh and blood community, you bring the, the positive energy, the positive vibes that we here at the podcast like to uh, really promote. So it's always a blast to have you back and have a chat. We haven't chatted since before Pro Tour New Jersey, so we're going to kind of, you know, maybe recap some stuff because we're right before Pro Tour Baltimore coming here in a couple weeks. But before we get to all that, I do want to shout out to the Patreon, which uh, helps uh, bring the show to all of you, uh, helps keep the mics hot, the lights on. It's a it's a great way to help uh, help support the show. Um, you got a lot of benefits out of there. Uh, we have a new show called Cracking Six and Making Picks, where we talk about limited do it with a patron as a guest. It's a lot of fun. You get access to the Romping Club, which is a patron exclusive channel in the Buds Discord uh, server, which is. Uh, free for anyone to join, which is also in the show notes along with the Patreon. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, give us a little like, comment, subscribe. It, it helps, uh, you know, the algorithm, uh, that that mystical algorithm helps us uh, kind of get out there for everyone. And uh, once we hit 500 subscribers, I will be doing a full cosplay in as uh, <laughs> Leviah and and Gary, uh, my co-host on the Bud Rush Bell, will be the rabbit that Leviah has to sacrifice, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices, Gary. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, I also, you know, speaking of the Bud Rush Bellow, uh, you can find it on YouTube live, 9.30 Eastern on Wednesdays. Uh, that's New York time. And, you know, the, the VOD is up all the time for people to watch. And, you know, we have a blast over there. It's a, it's a little bit more uh, free flow and <laughs> gets a little wild, but uh, it's, it's a good time. So without further ado, Oh, wait, actually, shout out to Greg, the, the producer, who's back. Welcome back, Greg. Hey, Tommy. Welcome back, Timmy. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, I am thrilled to be back here in the edit dungeon. I've missed my time down here in my little cave. Um, I did have a question, though. It's been a while, I know, and I couldn't quite remember how this went. But, Tommy, what's that thing on your back that's, like, between your shoulder blades and the backside of your knees? But... Let's talk about the tall Timmy, who is just the best. How are you doing since we last talked? I know, I know you, we, we checked in at the beginning of the show. You said 2023 is going great, but how was the rest of 2022 for you? 
Well, before we get into that, Tommy, I just want to let all the team know, subscribe to this channel. <laughs> let's go, team. Let's freaking get Tommy there. Seriously, he's, you know, let's get him to 500. I really, really want to see Tommy adorn that uh, Leviah cosplay. How crack hot is that going to be? Um, and also, I must, uh, not all the time, Tommy, but you do know occasionally I get in there live when you're doing the Blood Rush Bellows. So, team, that is a good time. Um, I sometimes get in there when um, around work if I'm available and it's fun to go in and hang out but uh yeah Tommy um you know last year was like I don't know the best way to explain it would be incredible highs but some real incredible lows like personally but um you know flesh and blood's always you know the, the big highs so we we had the first pro tour uh we had a second pro tour in Europe and then we had at the end of the year we had worlds in San Jose so I really think I really think last year, you know, this game built a pretty good foundation moving forward, and I think we're starting to see some of the fruits of that this year. To be honest, yeah, absolutely, and you know, I I I know what you're talking about—the highs and lows of of life in general, right? You know, the, you got to take the punches as they come, and and uh, luckily, flesh and blood is is a great high, as as you mentioned, um, you know, and hopefully it makes up for the lows, right? That's what you just have to hope, um, you know, and and it was a pretty busy year, you know, and uh, a lot of traveling, you know, you, you had Pro Tour New Jersey, like you said, and then in Europe, and then Worlds, you were at Worlds, correct? I was, um, you know, I was so busy at Worlds. Worlds was wonderful. Um, and it's just there's, I, I sort of reflect on my time there. And even though I got to hang out with a bunch of people and really like, you know, form some new relationships and strengthen some uh, relationships that I already have in place, there's just not a t enough time to catch up with everyone. There was like so many people that I wish I could have just sat down with for half an hour and I, it was on the last day and I'd been meaning to catch up with Andrew from Dice Commando all weekend. We'd seen each other around because we communicate and it was like the last afternoon of the last day on the Sunday and we crossed paths. I just said, Andrew, let's do this now <laughs> or we're not going to do it. So he, I think he was go about to go in a side event and he's just like, yeah, screw that. So we just walked down the road, sat in a bar for about, I don't know, 90 minutes, had a couple of beers and just switched off from the event and had a really good chat. And, and that was awesome. But I had to physically make that conscious effort to say, right, let's go now or it's just not going to happen. And it's just going to be like high by small talk for the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it reminds me actually of, of us hanging out with uh, the, the Fabled uh, Academy folks in Jersey, which was a ton of fun. And like th those kind of moments are so important, right? You know, to to kind of like actually meet the people and, and talk to people that we, we you know, we're, we're online per almost perpetually at this point, right? And and we we meet so many people online, but it, you know, the, the real meat and potatoes of, of those relationships happen in, in, in person. And that's awesome that you got to do that. And obviously, like you said, it's not realistic. You can't do it with everyone. And hopefully at some point you can, but uh, yeah, but it sounds like, you, you you got at least something out of that weekend as busy as it was. Uh, it sounded like a great time. I'm very excited for Pro Tour Baltimore, and we're going to talk about that in a, a minute. But I do want to talk a little bit about your channel. You know, the Tall Timmy channel is is just one of the premier 
channels in flesh and blood, I have to say, because, you know, folks look forward to it. They, they, you know, they love how much fun that you have doing it and it's very apparent. And this is something I talked about last time you're on, but how is the channel going uh, as of late? Well, the channel's definitely going. Um, I'm, I definitely think I'm in the habit of, of doing it. I can, uh, I can make videos, no problem. It's not ideas that I'm lacking. It's, it's always time um, with me. So you can generally sort of get a feel for my personal life just by my upload frequency. <laughs> sort of thing that's 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 what i tell people but no the the channel's going good um had you know a lot of great um opportunity i would say the last year with the channel um you know there's some months it grows faster than others but uh that was never the the aim of the channel the aim of the channels you know more than that um if it grows it grows which i think it is and um i'm just really happy that it's been going for nearly two years it'll be two years in may and I think we've really built a special community there. And um, I've really got to know a lot of my subscribers over the last, you know, coming up to two years and develop those relationships. And you see the same names in the comments and people send you emails and messages and I've met people at events. But no, the channel's definitely um, encouraged me and keeping me on the straight and narrow. But I think it's uh, encouraged a lot of people in the community to get out there and try the game and... I had a lot of people in New Zealand recently in Auckland come up to me saying uh, that's why they first started playing the game is because they started watching my channel, get out to events. So, no, the channel's not going anywhere. Um, I'm going to stick around and keep annoying people. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, I, I think the channel's going good. Um, I've got some more things on the agenda this year, but it's always just a balance, Tommy, with time and family and work and real life. And I like playing the game. That's the problem. <laughs> I love this game so much that I know a lot of our fellow content creators have made the choice to put content first, but I just can't do that. <laughs> I just can't. I, I really just can't. I just want to play the game. So I'll always sacrifice content for the game's sake or for just catching up with people in general in the community. I'd always rather do that than stay at home by myself and make a video, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. I, I mean, I I feel the exact same way. And it's it's almost, um, <laughs> there, there becomes a point, especially when we have a new set, like Outsiders came out, right? And very exciting. But as, as content creators, sometimes that's the best time to like, you know, get out there and start talking about it, making, making content uh, about um, the new set and just talk about it because people are excited. You, we're excited. But also you, when you have to do all the content, you can't play it as much. And I think last week I sat down at my armory and I was like, man, I don't, this has been a while since I actually played with these cards and i was like i don't know if, like i I lost some edge you know i got i got whomped at the armory i was like damn i gotta i gotta get back to work and getting better at playing the game again um but uh you know in terms of uh the the channel at least from my perspective right uh you, you you've done an amazing job especially with your community and, and your 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 viewers and i mean i could i could say we have some listener questions at the end of this show and I, in the Buds Discord, that's where I get them from. I say, hey, listen, everyone, Tall Timmy's coming on. 
what questions would you want me to ask? And instead of like a slew of questions, I just got a slew of people saying team. (laughs) So it was like, all right, well, I mean, that's not a question, but that's awesome. (laughs) Right. And uh, it's very cool. Now, is there anything fun and exciting on the horizon for, uh, for you and the team? Fun and exciting. Um, There are, you know, I have launched a Patreon myself quite recently, so I do do a monthly Patreons only video. Um, so I have like they're a little bit they're, they're going to be a little bit more spicy, um, where I can really people <laughs> think I go off the rails in my normal YouTube videos, but no, you haven't seen nothing yet. That's uh that's that's the toned down version of me. So <laughs> um so that's an exciting thing, but no, just uh just getting out to some events if, if I can, Tommy, I'd like to do more vlogging or more on-site filming um, with this pro tour. That'd be something that I'd really love to give the, give the flesh and blood community worldwide is some rapid, not like a, a very highly edited vlog that comes out weeks later, but I'd like to give the people at home some continuous, I'd say footage or some conversations with some of the top players and get some insights along the way i don't know how feasible that's going to be but that's something that i have in mind and then just generally just uh my continuing commentary and you know the way that i sometimes look at things a little bit differently i want to convey that to the team um i am thinking of actually starting streaming believe it or not to keep my not only because i think it'd be fun but to keep myself accountable uh, I always say that oh, I really need to get some reps in, and <laughs> I just get so bu- I just get so busy. But that's something that I do have on the you know very e- even if I could do my first few sessions before heading to Baltimore, that's a, that's a big thing that I'd love to do is do some streaming on Talishar. Well, I think people would love that, and um, I know I would, and and, and that would be really cool. Now, <clears throat> I could, I do have to say, if if you're vlogging in Baltimore, please find me. Uh, I would like to make at least uh, some kind of appearance in that. Um, are, are you are you going to be there with the whole get up the massive no booth, the mobile booth? <laughs> no 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 get up this time. It's still in the background there. You know, it's kind of like a memento of like that first big event, right? You know, I I'm hoping to you know uh, do something a little silly for the for the weekend, but. I haven't really made up my mind yet, or I have, and you know, you'll have to show up and find out, but uh, it should be a good time, but I'm looking forward to it. Now in Baltimore, you know, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, the most? About the event or just the... The, the, the event, traveling, traveling to Baltimore, you know, I know that, you know, uh, you, you definitely uh, approach the traveling aspect with a, with a very open mind, which, which I appreciate. And, uh, I, I, you know, I like to see that. Hmm. Well, let, let's, you know, let's, let's be honest. Like when Baltimore was first announced, um, there was some knee jerk reactions from the community and I got on the front foot immediately. Um, because I was like, look, I, I don't think this is fair or I don't think this is, um, yeah, I just don't think it's fair and I don't think it's right. And I think there's a little bit of misinformation being pushed around. So I did a lot of my own research about the city. So just to give people context that might not be from America, but Baltimore's on the East coast and it's, it's a city that may have seen better times. Um, 
and you know I, I think it's originally a, a wharf city, a harbour city with a big blue collar workforce. But over the years, you know those jobs have disappeared, and now you've got quite a quite a high crime rate in certain parts of the city. Um, unfortunately, the place does, Tommy, ha- have ha- it does have a high murder rate. Okay, I'm not going to deny that or, or or say anything like that, but it doesn't take long if you if you dig a little deeper that like 97 plus percent of those murders, you know, happy happen in, in, in two dis- very distinct parts of Baltimore, which are both like six, you know, three and a half to six miles away from where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, it, it really is just targeted, targeted gang crime. Now, might you be mugged in downtown? Yeah, sure. But you could be mugged anywhere. New York, you know, Philadelphia, you know, <laughs> people were getting mugged in California in LA. Yeah. Um, but, but I have no doubt that if you go to Baltimore and you approach it like any other major city, you're going to be fine. Um, unless you're wandering around these neighborhoods that you have no business wandering around in, which why would you do that in the first place? Yeah. Um, I think you've got nothing to worry about. And the more research I've done on Baltimore, the more I'm looking forward to it. It is a serious historic city. It's a very old city. Um, I'm getting in there on the Tuesday. Uh, because we have a public holiday um, on that day. It's our Anzac Day, Australian New Zealand Army Corps, like from the World Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's a very important day here um, in this part of the world, Australia and New Zealand. And I'm going to be um, heading over on the Tuesday. So I'm going to have like two days of sightseeing or catching up with <laughs> any buds that might be in town. <laughs> but I'm, there's a lot that I want to see. There's a lot of little burrows, uh, historic towns. There's a beautiful harbour. There's a couple of islands out there with some old military artefacts on there. Um, there's even some old cool stuff like, you know, the Star Stripes and Bangles song, where the, where the composer lived. So there's a lot of deep, rich history in the area uh, that I want to check out. Plus the food. It's meant to have some of the best seafood in America. Oh, yeah. You know, I heard the crab, the crab and the crab cakes and the lobster rolls are just on another level. And I think the place has got a groovy culture. I've even been, you know, it's got its own style of music, Baltimore club music, which I had never heard of, um, <laughs> which is like cool. It's like hip hop fusion, EDM, meat, reggae, like it's really cool i'd never heard of anything like it so yeah i'm just going to be enjoying the food tommy enjoying the sights um for the first couple of days and getting that real authentic baltimore experience yeah and you know what that's that's i think the best way to approach it right you know and like you said any any city can be dangerous right that's just how it is unfortunately it is how it is and you know and i think if if you're going to an event and you have to keep that in mind but you know, like you said, there's like food. The food's probably, you know, pretty. The crabs alone are amazing. I'll, I'll say that. And if you like Edgar Allan Poe, it's like the Edgar Allan Poe capital of the world. So, like, you know, go do what's something. That, what's that? What's that, Tommy? Edgar Allan Poe. You ever heard of the great uh, poet? Edgar Allan oh, Poe. Oh, yeah, yes. The Sorry. Raven. Sorry. <laughs> I thought because when you said food, I thought that might have been a food franchise. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about just 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 the the 
the guy, I mean, like the the football team, the Baltimore Ravens are named after Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. It's it's um it's it's pretty cool. And, and then uh, where the Orioles play, the baseball team is a legendary ballpark. There's a yeah. ton of stuff. So I appreciate your your approach to it, and obviously you've done your research, and and I, I encourage anyone to do it. And uh, it's very cool. So besides the city. What are you, what are your thoughts on the Pro Tour? Are you excited for what the Pro Tour is going to have to offer? Do you have any early predictions? Definitely, I love that uh, this Pro Tour is basically taking place what four weeks after a new set release. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Which I know now with the OP calendar, they're going to be moving this way, so new sets will drop before Worlds, before Nats, before Pro Tour. I really like that. Um, because, you know, we, we get the opportunity at home to be like, oh, is there going to be a broken deck? You know, <laughs> is there something under the covers that we don't know about? Also, watching the pros draft with a new set is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing the stats on that. How What are the what are the 3-0 decks looking like in draft? Um, I think there's, you know, some great coverage opportunity to provide a lot of those details, you know, to the viewers at home. Um, so I'm really, really excited. That's what I'm most excited about the event is to see, you know, what new takes, new decks might come out of this weekend. And um, yeah, draft. Like, is there going to be a consensus on draft? Is there going to be a breakout archetype over the weekend? Yeah, that's very interesting to to kind of like ponder, right? Because, well, ponder, ponder tokens. Um, but, you know, and because... You know, there was there's the LSS kind of announced that you know, hey, don't worry about it. we're gonna have our own packs, the the collation or you know the issues, it will be fine. We have something figured out. They didn't really give the pros any any kind of thing to take home with that. It's just like, hey, trust us. Um, and you know, I know I know a lot of folks, and you know, Hayden Dale has been been one that kind of has been like, hey, what what are we doing here? But uh, I kind of like that there's gonna be a little bit of mystery for the pros, kind of you know, entering it because it's going to truly test their metal, uh, in, in how they play limited. And that's, that's very fun. Now <clears throat> we've, we've had, uh, uh, Pablo Pintor won New Jersey, Matt folks won, uh, Leal. Is this the year or is this the pro tour that someone from the Southern hemisphere wins the pro tour? Timmy? Well, I would love that. Um, I would say that, you know, okay, there's no denout, denying it anymore. Ma- Michael Hamilton, he is the best. But he does not have a Pro Tour title yet. It's true. So could this be, well, he's won Worlds, and Worlds is, you know, better, better, <laughs> bigger title than uh, a Pro Tour. But I'm sure Michael wants to add a Pro Tour trophy to the cabinet. So I'm very interested to see that. Da- da- is Michael going to rise to the occasion again? <laughs> and... um. And, 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 you know, become victorious and add that. And, and then I think if he adds that Pro Tour trophy to the cabinet, that not only is he the best player, like it, the GOAT could quite possibly, there might not be, we might not see another player rise with that much dominance for another decade, like half a decade. We just don't know. We're, t- we're too fresh. We're too fresh <laughs> into the game. Yes. Um, but look, I would love to see, look, I know there's some people down here that are putting a lot of work in. Like I'm talking a lot. Like I know people personally that I've dra- like have already up to 30 plus drafts. Um, they are grinding 
big time on, you know, Talishar grinding in real life. Um, so they're working hard. Uh, are they going to have what it takes? We'll see. Uh, travel, uh, playing overseas, that can all, all take some tolls. Um, but the, but these people are somewhat professional flesh and blood players. They take it seriously. They adjust their body clocks. They do what they need to do. They get in the houses or the hotels with their teammates and they get the games going. But hell, I'd love to see some people uh, from the Southern Hemisphere. Look, we had Hayden Dale in Worlds. He came in 16th, which was great to see. Um, but, you know, we, we do have some good players down here. You know, Hayden, uh, Nick Butcher, um, uh, the calling winner, Sam from Melbourne. He's just confirmed he's flying over. And I'm telling you, young Sam, he's a dash master. Um, he is really, really crafty. Uh, we got a couple, we got one good uh, player up in Brisbane as well. We, yeah, this, there is some good players around here that I'd love to see. Are the Kiwis going to... Uh, actually, okay, well, Hayden's a Kiwi, but are the, <laughs> someone living in New Zealand currently uh, going to make a breakout? I'm, I'm not too sure. The Southeast Asians, they're going to turn up again. They always do. So I would like to see some new faces um, in the top eight, and, and I think we are going to see some new faces in the top eight because it is a new format. I think if it was a, if the format was out for maybe you know four three months or so, I think you'd see more of the old guard um, in the top eight because they've just got all the systems and they've got everything in place and they can eventually just sort of break things down and and get the most optimal builds. But the fact that the the set's been only out for a month that might swing the um, pendulum in the in the players that you know might not have those resources available to them. Yeah, it's a little bit more of an even playing field, perhaps. And uh, you know, I'm sure LSS would love for a hometown, you know, Kiwi kind of coming in and 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 taking a, a title, whether it's the Pro Tour or Worlds at some point. So it, it would be very cool to see because you know what. It's it's flesh and blood is very unique in that way, right? It's it's a game that comes from a part of the world where we don't see a lot of just just large scale games like this, right? Uh, and and I, I think it's pretty cool that it's you know when I think of flesh and blood, it's, I think it's synonymous with with folks from Australia, New Zealand, you know, Southeast Asia. So it'd be very cool to see them kind of make a showing. And and I hope you're right. You know, the, you know, this is kind of the even playing field for them. So. Now, Outsiders, as you mentioned, was the big set here right before the the Pro Tour, and uh, it's it's the freshest set that we've we've had before a large event like this. Um, how have you been enjoying Outsiders so far? Whoa, Tommy, my man, it has been a f- breath of fresh air. <laughs> I am absolutely sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> it, it, it it has been awesome. How good has it been to draft oh, yeah. and to play limited? And it's so fun. It is fun. I keep telling people limited is great for new players and inexperienced players. And it's a great way to start. Holy heck. They nailed this. Okay. LSS nailed this limited format. I've had so much fun. I've done nine drafts, 10 drafts. You know, I played in four pre-releases. Um, I haven't played a constructed event in the Flesh and Blood yet. I've just been quite busy, but I've been playing a bit on Talishar. Mm-hmm. Amazing as well. I like what's happening there in the format. But yeah, I think they knocked 
the flavor, like the, uh, you know, Azuri flavor of switching cards, Switchblade, amazing. Um, I think, you know, great. They've, you know, they've upped Katsu's power level. Might not be uh, a broken like everyone thought, but they've definitely upped Katsu a notch. Um, Riptide, I hear in Blitz is doing great things. I know people down here have been working really hard with Skirmish Season, um, breaking um, Riptide, which, you know, they've, they've been putting up some good results. Young Arachne should not be slept on either. Fantastic. And, yeah, I, I, just, I just love this set. I love the flavor. I love the artwork. And um, playing Limited again, you know, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, it really is. And I, I love... You know, and this is something that I'm very excited. I, you know, I had talked to Brian Gottlieb the other day, and he's going to come on the podcast at some point. And just like his his work on the set certainly was was very welcomed and and um, very exciting, right? It doesn't feel so on rails, uh, and and it feels like you really got to figure things out, right? And 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 it that was not necessarily missing from other sets, but it certainly wasn't as prevalent, right? And um, I love the fact that they added, you know, two heroes per class because it opens up so many decisions. Um, now, in terms of the limited environment, you've done quite a few drafts, right? Uh, is what rating would you give it? You know, like, let's say, uh, you know, 10 would be the best and, and, and one would be the worst. Um, I would I would assume Welcome to Wraith, in my mind, is probably up to like the eight and nine, uh, maybe maybe eight. Uh, where where does outsiders fall for you? Well, I'm just so inexperienced with flesh and blood limited in general. Like, I, I, you know, outside of um, uh, <laughs> uprising, okay, I drafted a hell of a lot of that um, because you know I was an established player when that game dropped, and we drafted it in Nats, and I drafted it at Worlds, and I did a lot of uprising drafts. But outside of that, I've drafted Welcome to Wraith maybe five times and drafted tails a couple of times i was quite new back then i didn't really know how to approach a, a flesh and blood draft to that well um so i don't have a yardstick per se um you know i'm probably going to cop some flack from this but i enjoyed uprising draft okay um it was just, it was a unique experience sure okay um, I, my, I've, I've said this before on my own channel, Tommy. I think the main reason why Uprising cops a lot of flack is just the pure fact it was out for so long. True. Uh, if we only drafted that set for three months, it'd be here nor there. Yeah. People would just be like, okay, well, move on. Let's see what the next one is. Um, so how would I rate outsiders? Well, I'd, I'd rate it quite highly. Um, I think it's got incredible replayability. Um, and if we get if we if we get three draft sets a year, you know, on this level, give or take the same up or slightly down, I think we're sitting pretty. Oh, yeah. I think I think this is really really encouraging um, at all levels of the game, because as you know, there's people that enjoy TCGs just for limited. Yeah. If you if you can foster a community of people that just engage with your game in a limited capacity, um, I think that's great. And I know people from other TCGs that have been waiting on the sidelines purely for that. They don't want to engage in flesh and blood constructed. They they don't want to. They're not they're not that way inclined, even with other TCGs. But they'll only come over when they know 
that it actually is a legit limited game that's giving them fresh sets throughout the year to play. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I know plenty of, of folks like that as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, I mean, it sounds like they're they're planning to get to that point. And that's very exciting, especially for me, because I was actually a limited, for a long time, a limited only player in in Magic. Now I enjoy Flesh and Blood Constructed quite a bit, so I, I I'll never be only limited in Flesh and Blood. But you know, I I know what it's like to kind of be like, you know, I'm, I I want to draft more. I want more. I want to crack more packs and play with the cards, and and uh, it's very exciting. So, and you know, uh, something about Uprising. I just want to go back to that. You said that you, you enjoyed it, and you know, and like you said, three months. If it was, if that was it. You know, it, it might have been received a little bit better, at least in longevity. Uh, so they did some cool stuff, right, with Uprising. They added uh, a headpiece that is a token everybody could play. They added the Phoenix Flames that two of the heroes could play. And then they've expanded uh, in Outsiders, you know, the the multiple heroes and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, there are certainly learning and adding things right as we go with different sets right you know they had they had the original four hero stuff and now we're doing weird three hero three class six hero whatever is there anything you would like to see changed or added in the next limited set that we have i think um something that they should maintain the hybrid cards Mm -hmm. i think that's very 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 well done for drafting, um, I think it allows for deep, deep decisions late into the draft. Um, picking your class, say, deep into pack two. A lot of people here don't settle on a hero till halfway through pack three within <laughs> that class. Just, you, you know, so I, I really, really hope they uh, utilize the hybrid card system, maybe expand on it. Uh, because I know for a fact that that was introduced for limited that 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 specific design was designed for draft um not not for constructed so i I think that's something that you know is a knockout of the park um design feature that i'd like to see maintained in into the next sets but again i'm not of the opinion that we could have a completely different limited format Mm-hmm. Okay, like in Magic, some limited formats were slow, yeah. some were fast, some were very open, some were on rails. You know, some you could just dirtle around and do whatever the hell you wanted. Um, but at the end of the day, you churn through those sets throughout the year that I guess it didn't, they didn't become overbearing or too toxic because you just move on to the next set. So I, I don't mind um, LSS exploring the limited space with these sets and trying new things out. I don't mind that at all. I don't think there's a need to replicate and cookie cutter every single um, set the same as Outsiders. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I do think things like the hybrid cards wouldn't be uh, too bad of an idea to bring forward into the next set. Yeah, and, and I think the hybrid cards are also a great way to kind of <clears throat> supplement constructed play. Right, uh, without doing supplemental sets. Now I know we have a supplemental set coming in the in the summer. We don't know what it's going to look like. Right, they might try some new stuff. 
but I'm certainly open, like you said, you know, for them to try, keep trying things with limited, right? I mean, nothing's ever perfect. And, and if they try something that, you know, makes it a little bit on rails or, or a little bit slower or faster than, than outsiders, which outsiders doesn't feel fast at all currently, um, I'd be down for it, right? You know, as long as, long as, as, long as we're playing limited, right? <laughs> it's basically all we want. Now, you said you haven't played a lot of constructed, or at least in the flesh and blood. Uh, you've played some on Talishar. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new heroes in Constructed? Are you happy with them? Is there anything that you're kind of gravitating towards? Because I know you're, you're, you know, you love your Bolton action. <laughs> yeah, well, I I first started with Katsu. Um, so looking at Katsu, everyone was like, oh, Katsu's, you know, <laughs> this is where you want to be. And I drafted Katsu. I'd never played him before. And I was like, wow, Katsu's actually pretty cool. So I played Katsu a few to- times online and I'm just like, oh, my God. A Katsu's not easy to easy to run. Like you know, there's Katsu aficionados that have been playing the deck since way back when. And I thought, do I really want to bring a deck to the calling that ninety percent of the other people that are running the deck are just going to play it better than me? So then I moved on to Azalea. Uh, so I'm like, okay, Azalea. Now Azalea is powerful. Yeah. Okay. Very powerful. Um, probably a little easier to pilot than Katsu. And you can just, just get wins by its power level. Um, but I do believe that there's going to be a lot of decks that are going to be targeting Azalea. And again, because I only had a, a few weeks to sort of get my handle on the deck, um, I just feel again that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have put more time into the deck and they're just going to be playing it a lot better than me. Um, because... The deck is more nuanced than you might think. It's not really don't block, keep your hand, unga bunga, <laughs> one massive 17 dominated arrow. That deck can play perfectly comfortable blocking out with two and three and playing two and three card hands. That Like Azalea is a very good um, tempo blocking deck as well. Some people that are testing it online and having really good success with it. Um, so... Played that, and then um, I uh, I sort of rode Briar off, Tommy, right at the start of this. I thought, okay, I've got to move on from up. Actually, I've just something about her I find so fun to play because I've been playing it for a while now. And then I hear in my chat groups that, you know, maybe Briar's still got some legs. Maybe the way the meta's morphing around the new heroes actually opens up an avenue for Briar. So about four, three, four days ago, I uh, switched over to back to Briar, made some tweaks to the deck list, and I've been jamming. I think I've got about, you know, 10 games in over the Easter weekend with Briar online, and she's pretty good, pretty strong. I'm having fun. I know how to pilot the deck reasonably enough. <laughs> um, so, and seems to play well into Azuri and Katsu. I have no problem with those two decks at all. I haven't played against Azalea a lot, but those two decks seems to go good into... Lexi as well, um, not not as bad as I thought it would. So yeah, Tommy, I'm definitely um, I definitely think I'm going to be playing Briar at the calling Baltimore. Oh well, you know Briar did get some new toys, right? Premeditate certainly uh, powerful. You know, maybe more powerful than other things, but certainly something that could. I mean, Briar was originally playing plunder run or, or at least chain was at some point and you know premeditate's a majestic so it's got to be some kind of better right but don't don't shoot don't shoot me team i'm not running that card yet okay that's I, fine i haven't 
I haven't found room in the deck in the in the deck for that card now. Oh shit! People like you know Hayden and that are just telling me I'm crazy, and I probably will end up finding a spot for that card. Um, but at the moment, I haven't put that card in. I am trying give and take. Just give oh, and yeah. takes can be fairly good. It blocks for three. Um, but the condition of premeditate needing that card in Arsenal. Yeah. You know, and then and then and then the good players around me say when I say to them, I say, well, that's inducing a layer of not chance, but there's going to be some awkward hands where I have premeditate and I don't have something in Arsenal. Because the reason why premeditate's so good in Azalea, because you, you you're always forcing cards into your arsenal, mm-hmm. even if you don't have one there in your end step, you're still putting cards into your arsenal from your bow. So it's never a dead card, because every attack you're basically playing out of your arsenal one way or the other. Yeah. But in Briar, that's not always the case, and they're like, oh, but you need to be arsenal, you know, Timmy, <laughs> you need to be arsenal in attack action every turn, or you're not playing. But not necessarily. Not, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Depends on the game situation. So the last thing I want to do is I hate drawing. Like, Briar can have dud hands as it is oh, sometimes. Yeah. And I'd hate to have premeditate in my hand with no card in Arsenal, especially when it can only block for two. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, hey, listen, I don't play a lot of Briar. I believe you because I've I've played against Briar and I've seen them brick so hard and like what do you replace if you're going to bring in something else that could just help those bricks because you got to bring out something else right it can't just be you know um, whatever uh, you can't just add that and take it on attack action because then you, your your ratio is all off so hey I believe you and you know if if premeditate is not the the way for Briar I'm I'm not going to argue with it give and take though certainly feels very powerful now uh let's do fresh faves we're going to talk about all of, all of your favorite cards from outsiders because it's nice and fresh right uh and uh yeah but first who is your favorite hero from outsiders in draft or either or you know hey listen it, it could be in general or in draft it's it's whatever your heart desires. Favorite hero. Probably Riptide, to be honest. I, 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 like, just from a limited capacity, he's fun. Yeah. He's hella fun. Might not be, like, people say, oh, maybe he's not the most powerful. Sure. But he is so much fun. He really yeah, is. I really love the way that his deck plays. Um, I really do. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really neat. And it's just a fun, interactive. You have little games within games that you play with him, and yeah, it's it's it is an enjoyable deck to pilot. So I'd say Riptide, and he looks wicked as well. He oh, looks yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I'm I'm right on the Riptide boat with you. Uh, now, what is your favorite weapon from Outsiders? Yeah, his weapon, right? The Barb Castaway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that that's really nice. However, art wise. Art-wise, Tommy, holy heck, nerve scalpel in oh, yeah. foil. In foil. Beautiful. That thing is freaking amazing. Now, I need to look at this, but it really gives off the same vibes as the Centauri Sabres. Sure. Just the way the art is, that clean, it's on like a, like a, a feels like it's on like a metal table or a, a stone table, but I'm getting these really elegant, realistic 
vibes with the steel and the stone or I don't know. It's it's such an amazing piece of art. It's probably one of my favorites in the game. When I saw that in foil, I cracked it in a draft, a rainbow foil. I couldn't stop looking at the card. It was so gorgeous. So gorgeous. It really is. I think all, they did a great job with all those daggers. It's very, very cool and, um, you know, very powerful too. Now, what is your favorite equipment from the set? Ooh, okay. Um, well, let's just say from a limited a limited sense i really like i know it might seem weak and you know whatever but i love geez you probably helped me with the name here tommy they're in the uh they're boots that if you have one or base uh, attack power you crack them and it gives a go again i think i have one right over here let me let me take a look i i, I know exactly what you're talking about now at face value that card might get overlooked yeah, but I tell you right now, in Benji and in Arachne, that thing's a powerhouse. Oh yeah, it's fleet it's Fleetfoot sandals. Yeah, Fleetfoot sandals. Yeah, freaking what a piece of equipment. Okay, gets you in another unblockable attack late game with Benji. So mm-hmm. it's basically like you know I've got a one that doesn't have go again. Okay, sweet, crack it. Now I'm going to come in for a two unblockable. So. It opens up really good, um, you know, kill sequences in Benji, but also with young Arachne. Yeah. Because it can sometimes, you know, you can go, uh, you, you know, you can have your, uh, your red stealth go again. Then you might have a blue crack the boots go again. Because the thing with those stealth cards is it's the on hits. Yeah. You know, one damage is here nor there, but maybe it's got a frailty token. Uh, on hit so people are going to feel inclined and they're going to be like do i want to waste one whole card for one block and then you have the go again you come in with something powerful at the end like a big red or something um so yeah that those that piece of equipment i rate very highly if i'm drafting benji or arachne i want one of those at all times yeah yeah and it's 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 worth noting i think the the foot slot in the set is is pretty it has the least amount of options. I think it has that or the Seeker's leggings, really, and 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 at least that common. And uh, yeah, I mean, and like you said, anything that's got one attack, you might as well throw that in there. Get a little extra go again. So uh, the artwork and the flavor, I think, a knockout of the park card is flick knives. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, artwork and flavor. Geez, that thing is hot, man. That thing is so hot. I just love, like, just yeah, just the whole flavor with the title Flick Knives, and then you actually flick a knife. And <laughs> in Constructed, um, that thing is a pain in the butt to play around. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a pain in the butt. It's a good card. It is a really good card. It really is. And, and yeah, like you said, the, t- like, the fact that that, like, just oozes top-down design, right? They said... Oh, we want to we want to throw knives. How do we design a card that will do that? And then I think that's just like the perfect, you know, result for that. Um, yeah. Now, what is your favorite run of the mill card? Your attack action, your non attack action, your instance, uh, the cards that you want to throw in your deck. I th- look for draft, for example. I love um, Humble's a great card. Mm-hmm. Humble is a really really good card. Uh, if you want to turn off, you know, your Arachnes and your Benjis, <clears throat> it's a great card. Even as a, look, it, it's a really good card. In general, the uh, 
six reds are where you want to be. I'll generally pick them over any card. Um, some of those six reds are quite uh, quite powerful. But yeah, Humble in particular, I really, really, really like playing that card. Um, you know, Come to Fight's a good one. I like having that in my deck just because yeah. it blocks three. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but also, I'm really, especially, again, this is Rachne, is uh, Razor's Edge. Oh, um, yeah. That card puts him work like you wouldn't believe. It costs zero. <laughs> it blocks three. You know, it pumps up all your stealth attacks, which allows you to get those on-hit uh, effects in, plus push damage. You know, you can pitch it for later in the game. Every time, if I'm on Arachne, I draft every single one of those cards in all pitches. Oh yeah, I will never pass. I will never pass a Rage's Edge. And it's certainly good in Azuri as well, right? You know, it's just because because yeah. like if you don't have the thing to flash in, or if they if they're like trying to call your bluff or whatever, he was like, all right, well, here's I'm just gonna give you the blood rot token on my uh, infect or whatever, and, and yep. we're off to the races. It's a great answers there. I mean, it's I mean it, it kind of shows the beauty of the set, right? Uh, if I talk to multiple people about it, and they all have different kinds of ideas on 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 what's great and what's awesome, and that's the sign of a of a great set, I think, because you know it, the the opinions are all over the place, and I think that's really cool. Um, now, before we get to some listener questions here, I want to go through each hero in Outsiders, and you know you are the tall Timmy, right? And I want to get the tall Timmy's idea on how much a Timmy would enjoy these heroes. So are you game for that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> First, we have Arachne Solitary Confinement, the new young hero who is just, uh, it's, he's, he's a lot more fun than I thought he would be, right? I yeah, You look at him, he's very simple, but the cards that you throw into that deck are a lot of fun. So what, how, what is your take as a Timmy? on Arachne Solitary Confinement. Well, there's only one thing that a Timmy likes better than attacking once on the combat <laughs> chain, and that is twice. <laughs> so Arachne is right up there. When you have inbuilt text into a hero that says go again, okay, that's the Timmies are going to salivate over that. So that's, that is high, high up on a Timmy's uh, playable hero list. You better believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really kind of just feels like you're just, I'm, I want to attack, and that's all I want to do, and I want to play attack reactions, buff my things. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Just, just like, just super elegant, and it's like, you know, whatever, it starts at 19 life, 18 life? I forget one. 19. 19. And um, I, always, I always like the heroes that they kind of knock some life off of. Cause then you're like, all right, I'm, I'm really trying to make up for what's going on. Next we have Azuri, uh, the, the new marquee, uh, assassin, uh, from the set who likes to play a lot of trickery stuff, kind of like, uh, almost like the, the old magic, uh, ninjutsu kind of thing going on. Uh, what's the Timmy's take on Azuri? Yeah, Azuri, Azuri is a bit more of a, a thinking person's deck. Um, so, you know, might not be immediately on the tw uh, Timmy's radar um, because, you know, you, you have to set up, you have to use your spider bites with her hero, I feel, uh, to get the most value out of it. Um, and you have to play, you know, uh, 
Well, that's another thing I love about this. Sorry to segue. I love that all the heroes can play aggressively and defensively. Mm-hmm. They they all can. They all have that ability to. Ninjas, maybe not as much, but they they can still do it. So um, I really enjoy that. So yeah. So I think Azuri, you know, takes a little bit more setup, a little bit more patient. Um, but Timmy's do love playing little tricksies <laughs> on their opponents. So uh, so it's definitely playable. Playable for Timmy, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, hey, listen. I mean, Azuri's very cool, right? You know, it's 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 kind of pretty unique. Almost feels a little bit like Dorinthia, but like kind of uh, you know, there's only so many things that that can be presented, right? So you you can decide to block however uh it might turn out, but they can also say, Oh, yeah, you want to give me two cards? I won't give you any cards. Like here, just block my three uh with six defense. A lot of fun. Uh Next, my favorite hero from the set, and arguably getting close to one of my favorite heroes. Not beaten Leviathan quite yet, but Riptide. Oh, Riptide. When you have a hero that has hero techs that can do like alternate wind condition or alternate damage, you know the Timmies are going to flock to that. <laughs> also, the artwork, okay? You know, um, the artwork is very you know, evoking, I think, for a lot of our community, um, you know, being a pirate, you know, ranger, pirate, undead, you know, <laughs> big chungy wungy. Um, I think, I think, I think people like him, but yeah, the, the, the cool thing is he, you know, he can be a little bit of a Timmy trap, excuse the pun, <laughs> Tommy, but you know, like maybe, maybe, maybe Timmy's might get a little excited and go a bit too deep on the traps. Um, but in limited though, I'd say you, you pick up those traps so your heart's content. Um, I, I love I love playing traps in Riptide for the simple fact that it allows you to take pressure off Arsenal in a card your turn, mm-hmm. or if you don't have a um, front pump action to get something into your Arsenal, if you play your trap out in your turn, then Arsenal a card, and it's ready to go for your next turn. Like, that's that's key to me. So... It's almost like I love the design in that card that you get the free damage if the trap triggers, plus it enables the second hero ability that putting a card in your arsenal. So you get like both lines of text you can often get off by playing a trap, which is, I think, um, how traps need to be played, right? If, if you're getting the, the, the one damage in, plus you're utilizing the second line of Riptide's text, getting a card in your arsenal, I think you're winning. Uh, and um yeah love the hero mate definitely up there for the timmies yeah yeah and you know the traps in limited they're all have really relevant text on top of yeah. the one damage that you're going to do and blocking mm-hmm. three so uh very very cool uh, you know I, it might be a trap for the timmies in constructed but i'm willing to, to fall into that trap uh what about azalea <laughs> how do you how azalea. do you azalea feels a little bit more That's- technical right that's the one hero I've not I've not drafted yet. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason I haven't drafted her. But look, again, if any hero that is able to, I guess in magic you'd say evasion, right? Like any hero that has built-in unblockable or damage that they can push over the top that your opponent can't interact with is a massive thing. So the ceiling on Azalea in draft, in my opinion, can be very high. And it seems to me that if you have a very well-built Azalea deck, you could potentially scoop up your pod 3-0 without an issue. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, I think Azalea, like you said, might require the right ingredients to make that happen. Um, and if you were playing against a really fast ninja or arachne deck, you might have a few problems. Yeah, yeah. And I think it probably comes down to Azalea getting just a ton of arrows, right? She needs a ton of arrows, and you need the good on-hit ones, right? You need, like, uh, the infecting shot and the sedation shot and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, she she takes a lot of work, but uh, she's cool. I don't know if the Timmy's flocked to her. I think, I think the, the to me, the folks that want to feel like they're getting away with something, yeah, <laughs> they, like, want to be the smartest person in the room, maybe. <laughs> The Timmies will flock to it in CC um, yeah. because w- when they know it's a powerful deck, you know, uh, and like I alluded to before, it might not be the most complicated deck to play either. Um, you know, you're, play- you're playing a big go tall type deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, de- I definitely think your advantages, though, come in with the technical play where you saw Brody um, Spurlock leverage off that when he was essentially like running the numbers in his head what are the chances of hitting certain cards when he activates certain abilities? So if you get to that level of Azalea, and, and, and you can go deep on her, you can go very, very deep technically-wise. It's not just unga-bunga in-in. Mm-hmm. Um, th- then, then I think that hero can give you a, an even greater edge. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what about the ninjas? So, you know, you mentioned evasion with Azalea. Benji has the, the most built-in... Uh, evasion in the game has unblockable yeah. twos. Benji's hot. Uh, <laughs> we, we 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 didn't work out how good Benji was until draft number three, maybe draft three. And I was sitting across with Nick Butcher, and we we both, I think we both drafted Katsu, and then we sat down, we played a game. We're like, oh, let's change our decks to Benji. We played like five games, mirrors, just boom, 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 boom. And after a couple of games, we're realizing that this deck is essentially playing like Icelander from Uprising. You're literally just trying to defend and get some damage in. Yeah. Get your opponent to six to eight damage. You don't block, you go down to one, and then you set up a kill shot. Yeah, yeah, that, and and that's and once we sort of like were, whoa, this is busted <laughs> because your opponents are essentially starting on like twelve, thirteen health. Yeah, that's why that's why you're on seventeen. You can now see why Benji has such a life handicap, and I honestly believe that wasn't for Blitz; it's for limited. If Benji had twenty health oh. in this limited format, he would be too powerful. Way too powerful. Unstoppable. Way too powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, 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 he's, he, geez. Yeah. Benji, that's what you're doing. If you're playing against Benji, you've got to preserve that life total because they can come out of nowhere and do eight damage very quickly, unblockable. Um, so, yeah. Timmy's love the Benji. And plus, you get the plus one. There's so many cool interactions with Benji with your equipment, with your pump there's a lot of cute little interactions with benji to milk the most out of those abilities yeah so much fun and and you know something when i saw them put it into the set i was like oh man that's gonna be a problem 
I'm gonna have to figure out. He was like, I'm gonna have to draft brush offs. I'm gonna have to drop yeah, like traps and stuff yep. like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, you have to be, you have to have a plan for Benji's just in case you run into one. Uh, yeah, we we all thought brush off was useless, <laughs> and then on that third draft, we're like, holy hell, you might want to actually prioritize a couple of red brush offs in the draft in the board. Yeah, because how else how else are you gonna deal with this? Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, brush offs, I guess peace of minds, but even then that's pretty like card intensive. So it yeah. Is, yeah. Now, what about our, our old friend Katsu here? You know, this is you know, been around since the beginning. Uh, you know, it's it's has some great, great cards. Is Katsu the business in Outsiders? Katsu's good. If you if you've managed to draft the right combo cards, the right lines, Katsu's very good. Uh, Katsu's the one hero that can have, you know, fifteen plus damage turns, mm-hmm. where I don't think the other heroes can. They might occasionally have some busted turn where they're doing like fourteen, maybe, maybe, but Katsu can like quite easily present you know, 15 damage, 16 damage with the right deck. Mm-hmm. So on the raw numbers, Katsu's pretty good. And, you know, the tried and true Kadachi for one, Kadachi for two, blocking out, playing defensively, like just off a of red. I-, I love, you know, block with two cards, Kadachi for one, coming for a six. Yeah. Why you not? Know, or, yeah. Or come in for a five. If you don't block it, give me a, to- uh, a Ponder token. Now I'm getting an Arsenal. And I'm going to come back at you with five card hand, you know. So I like those lines with Katsu. You can just sit back and just go, you know. Red generics and Katsu are so good, so so good. Um, especially if you want to play that more defensive game. Yeah, just playing with two card hands. Um, but yeah, Katsu's a. I wouldn't say that Timmy's a flock to Katsu. I think <laughs> it's more of a, you know, more more of a scholar's deck. Um, you got to pick your moments. You you got to know what's in your deck too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Timmy's actually Timmy's Timmy's going to get intimidated by um by uh, Katsu because you have to remember, you know, because you want to activate his ability, but you got to know what you're digging for and what your lines <laughs> are. So yeah, maybe Timmy's. Uh, I don't know if you are uh, you want to do your homework before <laughs> you are uh, delve into the depths of Katsu. But I still think Katsu's good. I think Katsu's particularly good in sealed if you get the right cards. Oh, for sure, and you know. Searching Strike is still great, right? You know, it's, it's still going to be a great card, and yeah, it's it's and especially in this set, right? Five go again is like unheard of in this set, like in terms of limited, right? You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be something else. Now, we got some listener questions. If you don't mind answering them, Timmy, go. First one comes from Pat Shaw of Off the Rails TCG. Uh, he asks, <clears throat> "What kind of effect does travel have on?" your physical fitness and what do you do to maintain while on the road? Do you find it particularly challenging with American cuisine to keep a healthy diet or does he just say F it? He's on vacation. I do like to train, you know, a couple of times when I'm away. Uh, so I stayed, I stayed in an Airbnb in New Jersey, big shout out union city. Can't wait to go back there one day. Oh, great place. Um, so I didn't have a gym at the Airbnb, so I found a gym at uh, Hoboken. Hoboken. Hoboken, yep. Yep. So I trained there a couple of times. Fantastic. 
Um, and then in Worlds, I had a gym in the hotel, so I used that a couple times. So yeah, Pat, I generally try and get some work it, workouts in while I'm away. Um, I've never been big on diet, so I don't let the, I don't let the American cuisine. I do tend to indulge <laughs> when I'm away. I won't let that hold me back. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you know the Americans sure do love their uh, love their portions. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. You never go hungry. You never go hungry in America, so that's a good thing. But no, I try and stay active. It helps with the jet lag because I'm a long way away from you guys and girls, so I, I, it really does help with the jet lag. And it helps just uh, you know when you've been doing any sort of physical sort of stuff for so 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 long that I have over a decade, it just becomes a habit. And when you don't do it, you feel a little bit weird. Like if I don't do any exercise and it's been four days, I start just not wigging out or anything, but I just don't feel my normal self. Yeah. So um, I do get that itch. But yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely be doing some training sessions in Baltimore. That's for sure. And lots of walking. I'm a big walker. I'd, I'd, I won't catch Ubers if I don't have to. I've got no problem walking for 20 minutes across town. No problem at all. So th- those workouts with plenty of walking, I'll be doing a buttload of walking in Baltimore during tourist things and stretching my legs. And you get to see a lot of the city and meet people when you're out walking rather than just sitting in um, Ubers going from point A to point B. Yeah, I mean, that's great advice too, right? Just stay active. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to do sometimes, right? You know, we work and we're at desk all day or whatever in the car, but yeah, staying active is huge. Uh, Greg, our producer asked, what's the most drastic improvement to Timmy's game after getting coach coaching from the shortest champ from down under? Yeah. Who, who's he referring to Tommy? I, I read know. that question and I'm like, who's he referring to? Because the only person I've had, I could say actual, not not even really coaching, but I did a couple of you know uh, sessions with Nick Butcher. But how do you say if he's be the shortest champ? Maybe he's our current national. Maybe maybe he's meaning Nick Butcher. Let's just go with that because yeah. he's our national champion, and he's <laughs> the only person in Australia that I've ever you know like had a call with that you could somewhat say coaching. I think it was good. He approaches the game at a very raw level and a very high level. And it's all about, with Nick, numbers and advantage. And if things make sense or they don't make sense. Um, So he's about really looking at that and also looking at unconventional cards to playing decks that people might often overlook. So in general, um, I'm lucky I, I get to chat in chat groups with people that are a lot better than me Tommy probably <laughs> chat groups I have no business being in to be honest but because we're early adopters in this game and I always say this anyone who gets into flesh and blood within the first five years I would say you're very much an early adopter and if you're an early adopter in our community small you'll be able to have exposure to the better players in your community yeah that's, like when yeah. I when I was jamming magic hardcore in you know 2013 onwards i never got a chance to like have these close relationships with top 10 players in the world and pick their brains and be in their group chat groups and you know sp- like that would just never ever happen it would never happen because the game was too established it just wouldn't happen so i'm always grateful greg that i have great people here in the community willing to talk to me willing you know to share like 
limited time I have, but run my thoughts past them. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I am always trying to improve. Problem is, I'm a bit old. <laughs> I don't always learn by my mistakes, unfortunately. I'm not like young Brody here. He'll only make one mistake, write it down, read it, and it never happens again. I do have, you know, all Timmies, unfortunately, can make the same mistake twice, three times, five times, ten times. And um, But we're always, we're always looking at improving, um, and that's where we find joy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I understand uh, exactly where you're coming from because I can't – I don't know why some of the – best players in the world talk to me i'm like you sure you guys don't talk to me i don't know what i'm talking about but anyway um (laughs) uh last question comes from remy who asked is there any validity to when yazi uh mentioned his draft win in early march on your channel and you pointed out that he hate drafted all the equipment and grabbed mostly generics for a katsu win were you just joking around mean or not do you think he got lucky or is that a legit draft strategy because he's uh, going to uh, outsiders draft this weekend and wanted to know. Okay. I'm not a WTR draft expert by no means, but I have beaten Hayden Dale and won a draft pod in WTR. Okay. So I do know that the equipment in the WTR draft is very good. Like very, very good. If you can start with, you know, an extra three life in that format, it's it's very decent. So it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> but at the same time, equipment is important in WTR. And uh, staying open and picking generics as well in WTR is fine as well. Um, fine strategy. So Yazi was having a bit of fun, but <laughs> it works for him. You know, Yazi's been around. He's drafted a lot of WTR, and he's he's quite good at it. How that would translate, though, into outsiders. Outsiders, though, you can stay open. Okay, you have mm-hmm. no, Remy, no problem with that. You, you, your first six picks could literally be all generics. Yeah, it's very and true. Could, and, and you could still come out, like between equipment cards and generic cards, you might not pick your first class part card until seventh pick and still have a great deck. Yeah, you're right. It's, 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 uh, it's, I mean, and you know, it, it might work for Katsu. It's, it's, uh, and I think maybe Katsu might be the only one that you can really, like, really do that in, in Outsiders, uh, just because of the Kadachis, as you said before, you know, just Kadachi and two for six, you know, and, and, and block with two cards. So, uh, try it out, Remy. You know, it's, it's, it's limited. It's, it's, it's the time to try things. So, um, uh, this has been uh, a great episode. Paul, this has been excellent. You've been awesome, as always. Uh, thank you for coming on, and thank you for your time and you know dealing with the, the time change or the time differences. Uh, can you please plug uh, anything you'd like to plug and where people can find you? Thanks, Tommy. Look, team, I, I must admit, I was a complete Timmy. Uh, it took me about half an hour to work out uh, the audio, the microphone on my end. So, Tommy, cheers for being so patient with me. So, so patient with me. All along, team, the uh, the microphone was not turned on. Can you believe it? Um, but we learn and we move on. So, no, thanks very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. I, I see we, we last spoke, I think it was March last year, I looked it up. So, geez, man, time flies and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's good to see it's still in the game and having a lot of fun. Um, yeah, where can people find me? Yeah, YouTube, check check me out. You know, I, I 
do a little bit of everything. Depends on what's going on. Um, you can Twitter. I'm on there quite active. I, I, I love Twitter. Can't believe it. You know, I never would have thought I'd used Twitter before, but um, Flesh and Blood's really got me into it, so I really enjoy there. We've got a good community there. And yeah, that, they'd be your two main places. I've got an email too on my channel. You can always email me. People do if they don't want to publicly comment or anything or on Twitter. Just send me a DM. I'm always approachable. I'll definitely be at Baltimore, so you can catch up with me there. I'll be at the MinMax booth all day Friday playing games, having fun. So yeah, come hang out. It'd be awesome to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Please, please check out the Tall Tim if you haven't already. But uh, yeah, I think you can tell from this conversation he's just the best. So you know, check him out, and uh, you can continue to check me out on Twitter at Fresh Buds Pod. Uh, like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube. Let's get those subscribers up so I can embarrass myself with a big cosplay. Um, and check out the Buds Discord, which is open to everyone. It's a great community where everybody is really awesome. And um, check out the Patreon. And finally, I always like to talk a little bit about food. <clears throat> what food item are you most excited to try in Baltimore? Okay, Baltimore, that's uh, crab cakes, right? <laughs> I'm going to eat so many of those suckers. It's not funny. I've, I've, I've got the YouTube videos, like top five crab cakes in Baltimore. <laughs> I'm going to be going to them all. And I'm, you know, wash it down with a few PBRs. That's exactly what I'm most excited about. <laughs> I love crab, right? I, I love, it's such a nice uh, food. So sweet, so so tender. So yeah, crab cakes, um, come at me. That's, that's my main goal for Baltimore. Awesome. And I'm going to have some beers for you uh, that I'm bringing so you can try some Ooh. more American beer, my friend. Now, uh, this was a blast. Uh, I'm looking forward to eating crabs as well. And uh, please, everyone, have a good week. <laughs>